What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. I'm Ryan. And I'm Anthony. Before we get into anything, anything. we told you guys last week we are starting a fan fantasy, fantasy football, football league. league. Be sure to enter. Accepting submissions until Friday. A few of you guys have already applied. Accepting them Friday. Going to announce them Monday on the exclusive segment. And for date-wise, the last day we're accepting submissions, like Ryan said, Friday, July 16th. And we'll be reaching out to the people that were randomly selected on Monday, July 19th with all the other details, location, stuff like that, all that other stuff. So be sure to enter. We've had a good, decent amount of people enter so far. I mean, just it's easy to enter. All you got to do is go back to last week's exclusive segment on YouTube, our very first fantasy football mock draft. All you got to do is like that, subscribe to us, send a screenshot the, of proof that you're liked and subscribe to our Instagram DMs. It's pretty easy. It's take you less than three minutes to do. Enter why not. I mean, it's going to be a fun time. We have exciting plans for it. We're planning out the draft right now. So just be sure to enter. You have till Friday. You've had about, be, what, over yeah. a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Just enter. It doesn't take long. Even if you don't want to be in it, still enter. If you really want to be in it, enter. I mean, that pretty much covers it all. And before we get into it, we just want to thank our sponsor real quick, Little Italy Pizzeria in Delaware, Middletown, Delaware, Townsend, Delaware. Link to their website will be in the description below. Be sure to check that out. Today was in the, the Townsend location. Today was the very first day that the dining room was open. Stop by. There, have a drink while you wait for your food. There's a bar. They sell beer and wine only if you're 21. No underage drinking. We don't allow that. But, yeah, um, come grab a – come have a beer or a – cup of wine while you're waiting for your pizza um eat some food while you have your drink it's all good i'll make you a pizza i'll make you a cheesesteak ryan will be here hanging out sometimes we'll talk i'll give you my autograph you know all the usual stuff but that pretty much sums it up i don't think there's any news really uh no not really but i do want to talk about like i noticed a lot of people haven't done a fantasy draft in person and i just want to explain how fun that is oh my god like yeah, there dude. is so much there is such a big difference between like doing it on one? yahoo where you don't talk to literally anybody from coming and sitting around with 10 guys and putting the sticker on the board it's such a different experience and you guys like if you haven't tried it you have to try it we got the barn doors weird. over there for the first round entrances when we announce the teams it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a fun time be sure to enter it's going to be a good time. I'm telling you, if you've never been to a draft before, it's fun. It's random entry. No hard feelings if you don't get selected. I mean, it's random. Honesty. Yeah, pretty much. We also do have news, though. Do we? If you guys checked out our exclusive segment last week, we made a bet that Connor McGregor oh, yeah. and, and Dustin Poirier, I bet on my man Poirier, and he won. Just throwing it out there. It's the biggest Just fluke in history. It doesn't even count. They'll be fighting again. Connor McGregor was going to trash him in the second round. <laughs> he was not. Connor McGregor Poirier, was sorry. He's McGregor a bum. McGregor was going to That's why his wife was in Connor's DMs. Okay. Connor was ready to fight with mean, a broken ankle. And he would have lost. I really think they don't like each other. I really I don't, do. I don't so think it's fair. I think that these guys... <laughs> <laughs> I think that these guys actually don't like each other. I'm yeah, I think there's. Cuss. I think there's hatred. I think it's Definitely. I think it's genuine because nah. I don't think Dustin Poirier is usually the guy that fakes hate mm-hmm. and wants to. Just nah, there get money, definitely is bad blood. Yeah, there's definitely bad blood. But and, nah. and Poirier even said like he's not even worried about his wife. He said, "Oh my yeah, no, nah, my wife's yeah. solid as rock. I don't care." But death threats too much. He was being dramatic. Connor's a bad dude. But um, 
We also have a bet about the um, NBA Finals going to 2-1. 2 2-1 right now. Phoenix is up. I think Phoenix takes us in five. I don't think Milwaukee wins another game. They had to win last night. They had to win game three or there was no hope for the series. They are probably going to get swept. But, nah, I mean, we have a $20 bet on that. I lost 10 on McGregor, unfortunately. Win some, lose some. Win some, you lose some. You know, you got to give credit where credit's due. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Poirier got lucky. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any other news, though, really. No, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, so um, for this week, but for Team USA lost to Australia. Patty Mills? <laughs> yep. Eighty. It was 88 to 83 with 17 seconds left, and it was a picture of Draymond. Oh, boy. Could probably guess how that went. They're terrible. Anyways, on this week's episode, we're going to be ranking our top 20, 25 or so running backs, PPR format. That makes a huge difference. You did huge, 26, huge and I did 25, so it's about that. Give or take. Same thing. If you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, pretty much, we randomly generate. We got all the guys from our list, randomly generated them, and we're just going to go in order of the randomly generated list. There's no order to these running backs at all. Actually, I, there is order to the first guy because I wanted to start with a bang. I'll tell you right now, Najee Harris is not fantasy <laughs> running back one, and it's not even close. No, no, I was just saying I just I wanted to start with a bang. So okay, I wanted, so I wanted I'll to let you. That's why I put Najee Harris I as the first it. running back we talk about. Go ahead. Najee Harris, number one. I He's had the first Najee, guy we're talking where'd about. you have Najee Harris ranked? Number 12. I had him ranked at 21. As I mentioned on the exclusive segment, I dropped a stat. I saw it from, I believe, Fantasy Advice on YouTube. They I don't said, need advice. I'm just naturally gifted. They said <laughs> since about 2013, there's been, I think, 66 running backs that have had 300 touches. Two of those running backs finished below RB13. I think if you don't see Najee Harris getting 18 touches a game, 300 touches, you're out of your mind. If you're a veteran of the podcast, you know we got Ryan Sawyer, an analytics guy, back in the house. You know, it's simple. Look, I didn't like the Pittsburgh Steelers selection Pittsburgh of Najee Harris. Squealers. I didn't. As nope. an a NFL guy, I think it was a horrible pick. Yep. I don't think you take running backs in the first round, especially nope. when you have glaring yep. needs such as offensive line, corner. Corner. But... As a fantasy guy, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that uses one running back, the team that's had Le'Veon Bell for a few years, the team that feeds their running back, the team that has an old quarterback, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing for fantasy. I don't care if Najee Harris has a horrible line. As long as Najee Harris touches the ball 18 times a game, he will be a top 13 running back. It's that simple. It will happen. And that's why he's my number 12. I'm looking at it like this. Who could definitely come higher? I'm looking at it like this. You said he doesn't have an offensive line. The Steelers, they're not going to make a Super Bowl. Touches. Touches. The Steelers' defense, the Steelers' secondary is not that good. Their offense is going to have to be out on the field a lot. When your offense is on the field a lot and you're playing from behind in shootout games, you're not running the ball. You're throwing the ball. Touches. Steelers are a run-first team with a top-10 defense. But when they're playing down... They're not going to be down. They're fine. They're a top With 10. Joe Hayden as and who's their cornerback to? Trey Norwood. An Oklahoma corner. They're, they're fine. Listen, it is a top-10 defense still. 
top no. 10 I had him ranked at 21. Easily. I could see him finishing maybe inside a top 15 at the end of the year, but Got I don't mind. see him finishing top 12. Can we have a bet? Can we make a bet? Who what? Who do you want to have? I'll bet somebody that Najee Harris does better than whatever player you're out of your Let's mind. Let's go down the list and let me think about it. Okay. I want to start off with saying something. Now I'm, I know I'm going off the order on the list, but since you got to start out with Najee, I want to start off with a guy – who I didn't have last year. I was kind of a fantasy casual. Last year was kind of my first year, like taking fantasy football semi seriously. I was in a fifty dollar league, so I thought it was like it's big money for fantasy. But that was like the first time I'd ever been in a big money league. So I thought, me being the aspiring sports analyst I am, I would make a top twenty five fantasy list at every position. And this guy right here, I didn't even have on my list in the top 25 we're gonna hope that he just completely forgot about him you know it's, it's happened before i've made a list where i just completely forgot about a stud i did not have dalvin cook inside my top 25 fantasy football running backs last year right now he's my I, i'll tell you where i have him ranked later but some guys i had ranked above him in the top 25 Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle, Le'Veon Bell, Raheem Monster, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley. You're not supposed to lose all your credibility. I had Kareem Hunt ranked higher than Nick Chubb. Our job is to be smart. Joe Mixon was four. That was horrible. I told you that was horrible. What? I can give Kareem you, Hunt over Nick Chubb. I can give you a break uh, for getting <laughs> Dalvin Cook. You know, it happens. But putting Kareem Hunt over Nick Chubb. All right, so crazy. we touched on Najee Harris so far. And we're, while we're on Dalvin Cook... Dalvin Cook is a little bit farther down this list than I originally had him. But I have Dalvin Cook ranked at number two fantasy running back this year. I arguably would say he could be number one. He produced in the offense. I think Dalvin Dalvin Cook is pretty cons- – he's consistently good for fantasy every year. He's good in PPR, too. He gets some touches on screen passes. I mean, he battled some injuries last year. Alexander Madison came in, stepped up. He had a couple good weeks, but – I mean, Dalvin Cook, he's a stud running back. He produces in the offense. He's good for fantasy every year. I mean, so like I have him ranked at number two. So, I mean, I think that's about fair for him. Could argue number one. Yeah, I also maybe have him ranked number at number three. two. And I think if you're in a, you know, maybe a standard or half PPR league, then you can probably put Dalvin Cook at one. Yeah. But Christian, whoa, almost did a spoiler. Anyways, whoa, Dalvin nope. <laughs> they probably I wonder know. who you were saying there. <laughs> Anyways. Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's going to get the touches in a Vikings offense. He is by far the best player in the offense. I know yeah. Justin Jefferson's there. He's a young stud. It's Dalvin still, Cook. It's still yeah. Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Absolutely. Cook's getting all the touchdowns for this team. The team did pretty good last year on offense, partially because the defense was horrible. Yeah. Possibly see a bounce back, which might hurt Dalvin Cook's touchdowns a little bit. Probably not. Dalvin Cook is a stud. Easily top two for me. I think there's top two, and then there's a tier break. I think that I would say there's top three for fantasy. Like for PPR, I would say there's top three. Uh, we're probably going to disagree. But um, um, number three. Oh, my number three. I think there's still a tier break. A Anyways, little bit, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook's a stud. If you take Dalvin Cook one or two, I wouldn't blame you. The yeah, only issue with Dalvin Cook is injuries. And look, you're in the NFL. Yeah. No, don't bet on injuries, but injuries will happen. You also, if you have Dalvin Cook, you have to take Alexander Madison and just hold on to him all year. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. If Dalvin Cook goes down, Alex Madison is going to be the hottest waiver wire pickup. And Madison is still good enough for about 15 fantasy points a game. Yeah. Just because of how much they use their running back, and he's still a talented runner, even as a number two running back. If you're drafting Madison, though, wait till 
third to last round before you take oh, yeah, a yeah, kicker yeah, yeah, in yeah. defense. Don't draft him early by any means. But, I mean, no. if you get Dalvin Cook, I mean, it's pretty much saying you got to grab Mattson as a well. A lot of it's these like guys. I mean, deal. if you got to, like, if you take, like, a Zeke, you have to take a Tony, Tony Pollard. Pollard. yeah. It's just, you know, some of these guys you do, some of these guys you don't just because of the situation that they're in. But yeah. And I just realized um, the next guy, we have him on our list twice. Joe Mixon. We had him on our – he was on the – he got randomly generated twice. Oh, yeah, I see him. But leading into the next one, Joe Mixon. I have Joe Mixon currently ranked as the number 10 running back in fantasy. Joe Mixon, where do you have him ranked? Nine. Before I ran. You have nine. Okay, nine, ten. That's fair. Joe Mixon – I have high hopes for Joe Mixon, I love Joe Mixon every dude. year. I, I, love Joe Mixon. I always say I'm not drafting him this year because he always kills me, but I draft him every year. I took him in the second round last year, and he played maybe four games, five, six <laughs> games. Running back tenants fair for him. Joe Mixon is one of the only running backs I've seen be a thousand yard rusher, be top three for the rushing title with a terrible offensive line. I mean, two or three, two years ago, it was. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon's line was terrible. And Derrick Henry had like an 89-yard run at the end of the game and took the rushing title from Nick Chubb. Joe Mixon's up there every year for the rushing title with how bad their offensive line is. How bad everything was there. That, with Andy Dalton hurt, A.J. Green hurt. It was, a, it was Joe Mixon by himself with whoever the quarterback was, and he was still a 1,000-yard rusher competing for the rushing title. But Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, he seems pretty committed, saying Joe Mixon's going to be getting some love on the third down snaps now that Giovanni Bernard's gone, taking that being that third down halfback screen running back. I mean, I'm pretty sure Zach Taylor said Joe Mixon could be looking at 75% of the offensive snaps this year, which is pretty high for me. I mean, Joe Mixon's a stud when he's healthy. He produces behind a bad offensive line, and the head coach coming out and saying he's going to be seeing 75% or more percent of snaps. I mean, that says something. I argued 9 or 10 for him. My number 9 guy we'll talk about later. I could see him even 8, maybe. I could definitely see him finishing top fantasy if he produces well. But there's, like we said on the exclusive segment with um, that with the Dallas Cowboys, there's a go check that out, by the way. Link in the description. We did our My Guys episode this week. Talked about a few guys who are our guys who we're going to be targeting in all of our fantasy football drafts. And when we touch on the Dallas Cowboys, I mean – like the Bengals, I feel like there could be a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow's main college guy. So, I mean, that may kind of steer me away from Joe Mixon a little bit, but I don't think I'm reading too much into that. I mean, running backs are going to produce an offense. I mean, that Joe Mixon is still good. I mean, it's tough because we've never seen him in a powerful offense that we Cincinnati could be mm-hmm. so it'll be tough to see how he produces but I mean that's not I don't think that scared me too much yeah I do want to touch on you know a few things there because you, you dropped some knowledge you did they, so first thing I want to do mention Jake he made a pretty good joke earlier some of the most dangerous fantasy football players is Joe Mixon on the bench that was yeah. pretty funny <laughs> anyways um yeah, I mean, as you mentioned with the coach saying he was going to have 75% of snaps, usually that stuff is just noise and you don't want to listen to it too much. But in the Bengals' case with them letting Gio Bernard go, you can actually start to see it because I don't know anybody else on this team. Samaj P. Yes, I know. But Boomer he, Sooner. He is, not, down. <laughs> he is not a receiving running back. Nah, Never not by been. any means. Look, they got the old Oklahoma backfield. Yeah. Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan were two of the best running backs in college football. It's crazy to watch. 
But Joe Mixon, I mean, he has the talent. He has the potential to be a top three running back in the league. Just a matter of this offense. Yes, I know there's a lot of mouths to feed with Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. But it also opens up the game for Joe Mixon. The center of the field should hopefully be open because they can't make – if they load the box, hopefully they make them pay. With on paper as bad as the Bengals' offensive line is, I wouldn't say it's completely a shot of the dark. I mean, because you got the Steelers, who they're going to have to play twice a year. The Ravens. Baltimore loves the Blitz. The Browns. Coach Harbaugh loves the Blitz. I mean, they're in a tough division. So, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, that's, that's the only thing worrying to me is that O-line. That's half of their season right there is playing against top defensive talent. Top 10 defenses. And it's easy to say. I don't know say. if Baltimore's top 10. Their secondary kind of holds them they, high. They've but overall, always been top 10, dude. Yeah, they're schemed pretty It's just well. how they work. Their secondary yeah. studs, so they blitz and they load Even, the box. I mean, you have three top 10 defenses in your division. So, I mean, it's tough. The only thing holding me back on Joe Mixon is the offensive line. But if the Bengals hit the ground running, he can be a top three running back. We didn't. We haven't really been doing this. Where would you draft? What's, like, the earliest you would draft Joe Mixon? earliest i would say i wouldn't be real happy in the turn in the first i'd probably be looking at the turn in the second really i'd take him that two three turn okay now i could see that i would take him around probably there i probably at the earliest i would say like out of 10 i would say like six in the second round like about to hit the curve to go back yeah i dude it's yeah, and he's I think so. The thing is, though, he's so inconsistent. Inconsistent. That's my problem. Like Incons- when he's healthy, even when he's healthy, their offensive line is so bad to where you draft Joe Mixon as your running back one, and he's giving you what six points in a game from a running back one. That's that's a losing week. You yeah, just lost your week. That's a losing season. If you're consider your running back one, the guy you draft as your running back one is consistently giving you barely even scratching ten points a game. That's, that's terrible, and even 10 points is... And all of this, it just depends on what league you're in. Because if you're yeah. with a whole bunch of of your boys, they're going to let Joe Mixon fall because yeah. of how bad he did last year. I mean, if you're with you know experts in a way, they'll probably take Joe Mixon a little earlier. Mm-hmm. But if you're with you know average Joes, take Joe Mixon. At, take Joe Mixon late in the second, you'll be pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, he's, Joe Mixon's one of those guys that he could be inconsistent but if he gets on he'll win you the league yeah absolutely i mean i I think that that's fair to say pretty much um i don't really have i've been on about joe mixon for a minute you got anything else to touch on good we'll just go ahead and jump to the next guy this guy's a joke he is a high-end running back too this guy has when he's when he's at his best he's literally like one of the best running backs in the league in terms of fantasy wise, in terms of fantasy wise in terms of straight points that's true this man has been a stud i don't think he's not saying a running back one in fantasy, but in the NFL, Austin Eckler is not a running back one. That um, that's who we're talking about next, Austin Eckler. Yeah, he's, he's spoiled a little bit, but it's it's all good. Sorry, where'd you have him ranked at? I had Austin Eckler number eleven. I had him thirteen. I think I mean, Austin Eckler. It's it's really tough for me just because of I don't know, dude. Like Austin Eckler is just a ugly name player to draft because yeah. you're like oh I got Austin Eckler <laughs> the former backup for Melvin Gordon it's yeah. just not fun but Austin Eckler look I mean he's going to get receptions and if we're talking PPR he could possibly be top five the way if if we get Austin Eckler hurt Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler he's a top five fantasy running back 
It's like the same thing. It depends on what we see. You could say that with James Conner. If you get hurt, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, they're going to win the league. It's like Thomas Rawls when Marshawn Lynch got hurt. The only thing is Austin Eckler, like, the only thing really holding him back for me is inside the five, you're not giving the ball to Austin Eckler. You're giving it to your backup power back, Josh Kelly. Yeah, you're not giving it to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, he's great for PPR. If he scored, if he was the running back in a five, he would be a stud. Yeah, but he's I'm still five foot nothing, hundred some pounds. He's not a power guy who you're giving no. the ball to on the goal line to score a touchdown. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I agree with that. PPR, I mean, PPR is a stud. Yeah, I mean, standard. He, I'm probably not touching him as standard. Nah, I, I agree with you on that. But PPR, that's what we're playing. The greatest podcast on turf fantasy football league. Be sure to. Send a submission in for that. All you got to do is like our very first fantasy football mock draft. Subscribe to the channel. Send a screenshot to our Instagram DM at the greatest podcast OT, showing proof that you're subscribed and you like the video. And your name will be added to a random pool of names of people that applied. And the names will be randomly selected. And the names will be announced next week on the ex- next week in your DMs if you want. So all you got to do is submit. It's not that hard. Just apply. Smooth like Skippy. Smooth like Skippy. Enough said. I do actually want to touch on one more thing. The Chargers, they improved their offensive line, so that should be huge for Austin Eckler. Yeah. Corey Lindsley, they brought in. They got Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater. Yep, that's what Arguably I was Arguably the best tackle on the draft. They also have great wide receivers, so they should be able to space it out. Justin Herbert, another year, should develop. The offense should be rolling. I'm just, I'm not a fan of Austin Eckler, so, like, I'm not, I wouldn't draft him. I would reach on a guy before I took Austin Eckler. I mean, just because I don't. Where would you draft Austin Eckler? What? Where would you take him? Where would I draft Austin Eckler? Me, personally, I'm taking him where you said Joe Mixon. Very, very end of the second round. Early third if he's there. If he's there at the end of the second round, I feel like it's kind of a steal. Just because he's good in PPR. But he battled injuries last year. I don't have... Like you said, the him being a running back that you're not going to hand the ball to in the goal line, that holds me back like a good bit. Just because those touchdowns are huge. Like, a lot of these guys on the list that are above him are kind of all-purpose guys, except, like, Zeke, who we'll touch on later. I mean, we said about Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is that running back who they were giving the ball to inside the five. But this year they're adding that Austin Eckler into him where he's going to be seeing third down time because they got rid of Gio Bernard. But Austin, I mean, so with some of these running backs, you're getting the best of both worlds in a sense, who are the running back ones that are going to catch the ball and going to get goal line touches. But Austin Eckler doesn't really get that. So, I mean, that kind of steers me away. But I would say, like, if he's there at the end of the second round, if I have the first pick and I get him coming back going down the third round, steal. I'll grab him. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm probably taking him mid to late second. I'm taking Joe Mixon before him. Absolutely, I'm, yeah, I'm taking, taking Joe Mixon before him. I wouldn't let him fall in third. I you'd have you have to take Austin Eckler. In the I third. would take him in the third. If I have the number one pick and he's there at my pick in the second round, I'll let him fall to the third just so I can say I got Austin Eckler in the third round. Not <laughs> <laughs> much else to say about him. I'm not the biggest fan of Austin Eckler. I, I guess I'm hating, but I'm just I'm just not a fan. Just yeah. I mean, I just can't. It's hard to draft a running back that doesn't score touchdowns. Austin Eckler is an ugly pick. Like that's like. How this next guy... like, it's like getting, Adam Thielen, I feel like. D- Adam know, Thielen, just, or this next guy we're about to talk about. I feel like this is another ugly pick, too. Oh yeah, I'm not very high on this guy. Me neither. Should we, you You're higher this? on this guy than I am. How much higher? Oh, you have him at 14. Where do you have him? 15? Uh, 16? 18. Oh, okay. So the next guy, um, J.K. Dobbins. I'm not high on this guy. This is another ugly pick for me. 
I think that he I think he'll do good in the offense. Like Ryan said, I have him ranked at 14. I think he'll thrive in this offense. Him and Lamar Jackson in the read option could get dangerous because if you even if you if you're running a straight up just read option, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, you're gonna go for Lamar. Like if you're a defensive end and if you're a defensive coordinator, you're gonna scheme it so you're going after Lamar because Lamar Jackson is a lot more dangerous than J.K. Dobbins running the ball. And as a quarterback, that says a lot. But J.K. Dobbins just the Ravens' offensive line. They didn't improve that much. Sure, they got Kevin Zeitler. They but lost Orlando. He's old. Brown. They lost Orlando Brown. That hurts big time. Sure, they have Ronnie Stanley and Kevin Zeitler. But I, the only thing, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the O line. Like I don't mind it at all. The Ravens are, I mean, they're, they're a running offense. Yeah, like, that's cool with me. Just the only thing is, I mean, you got Gus Edwards that you paid money and. He's going to take carries away. He, it's, it's, it's what he's going to do. Gus and Edwards, similar to Austin Eckler, Gus Edwards is their probably power back. He's their inside the five. Dobbins can do it, but you're going to give it to Gus Edwards, who's a who you man. paid for. You paid for. That's why you paid Gus Edwards. They didn't pay him top running back money, but they gave him an extension. Yeah, they didn't pay him money to catch passes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have they drafted J.K. Dobbins to catch passes and be that third round, third down running back one guy. But you you get inside the five. You're giving it to Gus Bus. You're giving it to Patrick Ricard, the fullback, or you're giving it to Gus Edwards, or, or Mark you're, Andrews, who's a touchdown stud. Mark Andrews on a little curl router. You're giving it to Lamar. You're letting Lamar say, "Hit the sideline." Go and last the year, it was actually like kind of the opposite with J.K. Dobbins. He scored a lot of touchdowns, and the yards wasn't there. But I think this year it's going to kind of come back to normal, and I think the touchdowns are going to be gone. We're not going, but yeah, a lot lower. Yeah, I'm just not as high on J.K. Dobbins. Me neither. I haven't before. I think 14's fair. He definitely has top 10 upside. I feel like just because if in their offense, I feel like he could be schemed in the way Lamar. How much attention Lamar Jackson's going to draw, and especially if, if Gus Edwards wasn't on the team, J.K. Dobbins would be a top 10 running back. And especially if Rashad Bateman ends up being as good as I think that he is, I think that defenses are going to have the space out and unload all the attention on Lamar Jackson and the running backs. But until I see that, I'm not going to be that high on J.K. Dobbins. I would draft J.K. Dobbins probably. He's going to go way earlier than this, but I would draft him about the same spot I would draft Austin Eckler in end of the second, early third round. Uh, I feel like he's going to go way early. I'm taking J.K. Dobbins late third, early fourth. Really? I'm just not, I'm not very high on him. Especially in a PPR, I'm just not. It I mean, he's. It depends on who you're playing with, though, because if you're playing with a bunch of people that just only play fantasy every year, they're gonna see J.K. Dobbins is ranked inside the top. What is he? A top ten fantasy running back going in this year? Top not what I've seen, but I mean, maybe some people. Yes, some people are gonna be very high on him very, because Mark yeah, Ingram's gone. And Mark Ingram is gone, and it's. I feel like there's people that are high on him. I'm not high on him. I mean. I'm taking him late third, early fourth, and I'm not going to be very happy about it. No, he's like that. The, all these guys we'll touch on later. I don't want to spoil it. He's like that, like that Cam Akers, like the spot you got in where it was like Cam Akers, like Cam Akers. Anthony I'm excited Gibson. about Cam Akers. It's just where he's going. It's then we'll touch on him later, though. Yep. So one jump, jump to the next guy. This guy sucks. Josh Jacobs. It's it's, it's so hard. For Where'd you have Josh Jacobs ranked? Probably way too high. I had him at 19, actually. I had Josh Jacobs at 22. Josh Jacobs, he has the talent to be... A stud, to be top 10. top 10. 
But the Raiders, they're looking like they're going to be one of the worst teams in, the, in football. They're going to be down with Philly, Houston, yeah. Detroit. The line is destroyed. The receiving core ain't that great. The defense ain't that great. They're going to be down a lot. The only thing Josh Jacobs got going for him is he's literally the best player on the team. Yeah. And you would think you would feed your best player. But game script ain't going to be going for him. The O-line ain't going for him. They traded Trent Brown. They traded Gabe Jackson. They traded Rodney Hudson. They traded three starting offensive linemen and bought back Richie Incognito. The 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 situation for Josh Jacobs is absolutely horrible. And I'm telling you right now, I'm staying away from Josh Jacobs. I'm not I'm not even drafting him. Like, I'll tell you right now, if he's a uh, – I'm not going to – At touching, some point, you have to, but I'm not either. I'm not touching Josh Jacobs with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't think he's going to be very good. He's in. He is not in a good situation to be a running back in fantasy. No. You, you're. He didn't do that good last year with studs on the offensive line, and they traded away three starting offensive linemen. The problem last year was they kept giving the ball to like DeAndre Washington. Yeah. And the problem is they brought in Kenyon Drake, which getting seven what million dollars a year. It tells me that they're not happy with Josh Jacobs for whatever reason. They think it's his fault. Two years ago, he was pretty good. Last year, I mean, I don't know, though. I mean, I don't know what the hell John Gruden and Mike Mayock and the I don't know. owner are doing over there. It's terrible. So when are you drafting? you not drafting him at all? No. If Josh Jacobs, if he's there at the end of the third round, I'll take him. He's going to be there. He's going, like, mid-third. If he's at, if he's there at the end of the third and then in the fourth round, I'll grab him. I'm, I'm like, late fifth. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not very happy. See, it depends who's there, though. If he's there with, like, Antonio Gibson or, like... The way I've seen it is it's going to go... There's going to be about three rounds of stud running backs going. And then that's when you get into the murky waters with guys like Josh Jacobs and... Chris Carson. Chris Carson. David Montgomery. I wouldn't even say David Montgomery. Miles Sanders. It gets murky there. For a little bit, and then you got the sleeper guys, the low, yeah. the running back ones on teams. My that strategy are be terrible. for a lot of fantasy drafts, I'm going early running backs, and I'm taking a ton of wide receivers and just hoping one of them works. My problem is <laughs> when I do when I my history of drafting fantasy, I've always gone receiver, 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 running back, and I get stuck with shit running backs. I like I always used to just do best player available, worry about the rest later. I'm prioritizing running backs See, way more now. I have to because there's you have 15. You have, I would say, 12 solid running backs in the NFL. 12. Well, stud think about it this backs. way: there's 32 running backs. There's about and 64 wide receivers. That's true. Yeah. Now you have a good point on that. I mean, don't even you only have to break it down that much. There's, yeah. And it's it's that simple. Pretty much numb, but yeah, Josh Jacobs. That's what we're talking about, right? Still, yep. We don't have to because I'm not a fan this year. (laughs) Moving on to this guy who I am very staying away from until their quarterback situation is resolved. It's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Assuming, okay, I did my rankings solely based off of Aaron Rodgers comes in and plays. Yeah, I have Aaron Jones ranked nine. I would argue him and Joe Mixon flip, move Aaron Jones to ten, put Joe Mixon to nine. Aaron Jones produces in the offense, um, even with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers there. He's a solid 
He's a he produces in the offense. He puts up good numbers. He catches the ball. They give him the ball in the red zone. I mean, AJ Dillon. Hopefully, he doesn't take away from that. I got Aaron Jones in my nine spot. Yeah, me too. This it's, is like Aaron Jones. I don't. I don't want to talk about Aaron Jones. Because, I'm not drafting Aaron Jones until I learn about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, I'm not drafting Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. I'm not touching anyone from Green Bay. I'll take Aaron Jones in mid second. If I can, I would at this at this stage right now, mid to late second. I think I'd have to pull the trigger. Yeah, if he's there in a third, grab. Have to, but right now you can't take him at his current ADP. At like, he's going at like one eleven. Yeah, I mean I'm not first round pick eleven, so second round pick one or whatever. If you're doing a ten person league, yeah, I'm not. I'm not very happy on Aaron Jones. I wouldn't be happy. You can't. You can't draft him until you learn about Aaron Rodgers. It's that simple. Yeah, that's. I mean, that says it pretty much. I don't know how much you'll say about it. That's. It goes the same with Devontae Adams. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week on the podcast when we talk about top receivers. Yeah. Devontae Adams, major question mark. Because I'll tell you right now, Devontae Adams isn't having the same season he had last year or we've ever seen him have with Jordan Love at quarterback. I'll tell you that right Absolutely now. There's no not. way. So I mean, the Packers' offense. They're off. Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. They're huge question marks for me right now because I don't know what's going on at quarterback. So, I mean, I'm staying away from him. If he's there, like Ryan said, mid, mid to late second, I have to grab him. I feel like you have to at that point. Yeah. But I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, and I'll just go ahead and jump to the next guy. It's Kareem Hunt. Where'd you have Kareem Hunt? Turns out I had Kareem Hunt not very high on him. I had him at 24. I had him at 17. Explain yourself. He produced in the offense. Cleveland's offense, run heavy. Two-headed monster. He's a third-down running back. He'll get his touches. I, I'm very high. They have a two-headed monster running back. I think that their offense is going to be very good this year. Their offense, they were good down the stretch. They ran the ball amazing. Their offensive line is among the best in the league. Not Like we've said before, I'm not drafting for injuries, but, I mean, if, if, you, get, if you can snag Kareem Hunt in the, what, fourth or fifth round, is that where he's at? I would say six, maybe seven. You get Kareem Hunt, say the sixth round. No, he's fifth. He's fifth. You're getting Kareem Hunt in the fifth or sixth round, right? And say Nick Chubb goes down with another injury. God forbid, hopefully. I'm not wishing injury. I'm not drafting for injury. But if you get you draft Kareem Hunt down the board, I mean, week to week, you have, depending on the week he has, he has top five running back upside. Kareem Hunt does. So that's how I'm looking at it. I'm high on Kareem Hunt. I think he'll produce in the offense. I think that he's great for fantasy. He's a PPR stud. Him being the running back 1B hurts because they have Nick Chubb, who's a top running back who we'll and touch on later. going to score the touchdowns. Nick Chubb. But, I mean, I don't know. It's tough for me. 17 was a little generous for him, but I could see he has, he has the potential to be a top fantasy running back. That's why I have him high. I'm going based on potential. Yeah, I mean, Kareem Hunt – He'll probably only be on my team if I end up going wide receivers early. And yeah. Kareem Hunt's just a great, I don't know, flex type of player. He's going to catch passes. He might score a touchdown. He's he's very efficient. Doesn't have a lot of touches. The volume ain't there, but the talent is. I'm not very high on him. I'm not, you know, I just I don't like drafting running backs where you turn on the TV and you start watching, oh, I'm going to watch the Browns, I'm going to watch my running back play and, and throw an offense and he's not there. Yeah. It's just not fun for me. I probably won't do it. I'll get so frustrated, so mad at the Browns, and they'll just be. Yeah, it'll be, that would be annoying to watch. I agree with what you're saying. 
I mean, where would we pretty much said? I mean, Kareem Hunt, if he's there in the fifth, if he's there mid fifth round, early fifth round, I would have to grab him. Uh, I'll take him in a six, maybe. And like you said, I usually go receiver heavy. So I mean, if I need a running back and Kareem Hunt's there, if he's the best available, I'll grab him. Yeah. Just I mean, he's not a bad option. PPR, it's fine. Standard. Yeah, standard. Standard. No. I won't touch him. Yeah, no. Because it's, it's gonna be Nick Chubb getting all the rushing. Yeah. Pretty much, but no, I mean, I think that should lead us on to the next one. Mike Davis, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. I had Mike Davis ranked at, let's see, 26, 23. I'm very high on Mike Davis. My ranking might not say it. I'm real. I'm high. I think Mike Davis could be a stud this year. He's the running back one in Atlanta. I mean, he was great last year with Christian McCaffrey. When when Christian McCaffrey was out, he was great. When Christian McCaffrey was in, he obviously took a step back because Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs in the NFL. But Mike Davis, <clears throat> if Mike Davis is there, I would draft Mike Davis in the th- No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would take Mike Davis in about the late fifth early sixth round and he's currently he's adp at nine yeah i mean he's the you're getting a star and running back in the sixth round that's not bad value at all i mean he's going in the ninth so yeah that's i mean it's a it's just a value pick mike davis he might not be a top five running back he's not a sexy running back pick by any he means. he is definitely I mean, not but if you if you can you grab snag him, him? A, yeah mid late rounds of the fantasy drafts good for you i mean i'm not gonna knock you for it i'll applaud you for that pick no it's a great pick mike yeah. davis he's going to be a pretty high floor pretty low ceiling type of guy he's going to get you probably about 12 low risk he's a low, low risk, risk pick. low reward yeah i mean if you draft him and he's average below average okay it's took a shot on him it's There's a safe pick yeah, exactly it's a safe pick you're going to start running back in the later to mid rounds of fantasy and yes. keep in mind, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons offense should be okay. I know they got rid of Julio, but, I mean, you still got Matt Ryan, who's going to throw the ball. The defense is not great. No. But it also opens up Mike Davis catching passes. It opens up the he Falcons scoring. If you score, Mike Davis has a chance to get in the end zone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there you go. I mean, I'd have pretty much so, said it all. And moving. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey. My number one running back. My number one running back as well. There's not much to say about this one. He battled injuries last year. That might scare some people away, but I'm not looking too much into it. If I have the me personally, if I have the first pick, I'm probably going Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey's the number one running back. He's a fantasy football stud. He's yeah. a baller. I could see Christian McCaffrey having hundred catches. I mean that's not I gonna mean, that's that's so crazy numbers. That's yeah. five catches that's a, over five catches a game. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. He produced a lot. He gets carries. He catches the ball. The offense kind of runs through him. He was injured last year, so the receivers had amazing years. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, guys who we'll definitely be touching on next week. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, you can't go wrong with drafting Christian McCaffrey at all. Nope. If you have the first, if you have a top three pick and McCaffrey is there, you got to pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, it's Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. They're on a tier of their own, in my opinion. If you go with either of them, I won't blame you. But if you take somebody else over them, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I would go, if I have the second pick, and say Dalvin Cook goes first, if I have the second pick and it's Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, honest to God, I would have to flip a coin. I would say one's heads, one's tails, and flip a coin. I mean, I think Alvin Kamara's in for a good year. But another, again, we'll touch on in a minute, 
Yep. But, I mean, I don't have much else to say about Christian McCaffrey. He's a consensus running back one for most people in fantasy. Yeah. Same in Dalvin Cook. Pretty much. And then um, jump to the next guy. We just talked about Kareem Hunt a little while ago. It's Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. I had Nick Chubb ranked at seven. We're not Nick Chubb. See, I'm a little bit far back on. Oh, I had him still had him at eight. Okay, so I mean, if Nick Chubb, I mean, if we're talking a standard league. Nick Chubb's probably top five. Yeah, but Nick Chubb, you know, he's not going to get all the passing work just because you know Kareem, Kareem Hunt's Hunt. there. But Nick Chubb, I've been saying this a while. I think Nick Chubb is one of the best pure runners in the NFL. Absolutely, he probably he's is a, one of the, he probably is yeah. the best pure runner in the NFL. I mean, if he had Derrick Henry's frame, he'd be best running back ever. I mean, there's I ain't saying much. A few tank running backs. You got. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and Zeke. Off the top of my head, do you think I'm thinking pure running backs like run through you? Nick Chubb, Zeke, and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, he missed four games last year. Still led the NFL in yards after con yards after contact. He missed more than four. He missed four. That's it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought he missed like six or eight. He th- didn't he sprain his MCL or something? Damn, I thought he missed way he longer. He might have been that. banged up for that, but. Still yeah, led I mean, the NFL in yards after contact. Nick Chubb is a tank. It's that simple. Cleveland's offense is built for Nick Chubb. He's, they were, yeah, Cleveland's offense, they were like number 13 last year. I could yeah, definitely see them same taking a for, step up. Same thing I said about Kareem Hunt. They have a top offensive line. Like you said, he doesn't get as much love in the passing game because they have Kareem Hunt, but you're inside the five. Nick they Chubb's in yeah. I-formation or single back, and they're giving him the ball up the middle, dive right. They also should be winning a lot of games, so yeah. garbage time where you're running the clock out, it's going to Nick Chubb. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, Nick Chubb, mid-late first for me. I would draft him at uh, mid-to-late yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much for me. And then um, next guy I'm very high on, Alvin Kamara. I had Alvin Kamara ranked at three. Him and Dalvin Cook could have been switched for me. I think Alvin Kamara is in for a monster year. We saw how much Alvin Kamara produced when Drew Brees was hurt with Taysom Hill and Jameis at quarterback. It's a similar situation this year. Their offense runs through Alvin Kamara. I think he's in for a monster year. Their offensive line is solid. They Their quarterback situation is still iffy. I mean, Jameis or Taysom Hill, either way, neither of those guys are amazing quarterbacks where you're going to be you're going to want to pass first you have a guy like Alvin Kamara who's another Christian McCaffrey Dalvin Cook Saquon Barkley type of running back where they can they'll get touches and they'll they'll be heavily involved in the passing game as well that's why I'm so high Alvin Kamara he's the best player on that offense and I think it's going to show this year he was a baller last year before he got hit with COVID he was balling out on the offense he was Offense. He was in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's in for a monster year. I'm very high on Alvin Kamara this year. Yeah, I think if Jameis Winston starts, you can end up seeing the Saints offense scoring more points than they did last year. I'm not saying they'll be as efficient, but yeah, Jameis Winston's a gunslinger. He's going to get the ball to Kamara. The Saints, they know who their best people are. Michael Thomas and Kamara are going to get the ball. I if think Jason Michael Hill Thomas, starts. If Jameis is the quarterback, my stance on Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas is going to shoot up my draft board a little bit. If Taysom Hill starts, I'm out on all the Saints. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. If Taysom Hill's the starter, similar to the 
Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay situation, I'm staying away from their receiver one and their running back one. Yep. Nope. Um, yep. I'm not a big Taysom Hill guy. I think he's a bum. I don't know how he has a job. Tell me how you really feel. That's how I really feel. I think he's a bum. He <laughs> sucks. Not a big Taysom Hill guy. I think it's a joke that this, that dude is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I don't have a personal vendetta against him. I just think from like a football fan standpoint, I think that it's, I don't think he's good enough to be a starting quarterback. He's a gadget guy. Special teams guy. Special team gadget guy. I mean, you put him in a tight end or let him catch a couple passes, a receiver, or play running back, I'm not going to knock you for it, but starting quarterback, nah, that's not it. No. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, Alvin Kamara, like I said, top three pick. I would draft him at, if he's there at five, steal. I'm taking him many time three and after. That would – okay. That he's would, my best player after two. That's fair to say. Unless it's a, unless it's a standard league, then I'm pivoting. Yes. PPR? I'm, t- I'm going strictly off PPR here. I'm not thinking standard well, I'm, or nothing. I'm just letting the fans know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're no, sitting there in a standard league, you take Derrick Henry over Kamara. Yes. But if you're in a PPR, even a half PPR. If you're in a standard league, you're going Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Not in that order. I'm just going off okay. the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> I was about to no, say. No, I'm just going off the top of my head. Like Those are the guys who you want to target. Yeah. So um, jump to the next guy. A sorry bum. Miles Sanders. I'm not very high on Miles Sanders. Tell you that right I'm now. I'm a 15. I'm a middle of the pack. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they made it pretty clear to me that they don't really like him. They re signed Jordan Howard. They drafted Kenny Gainwell. They signed Carry on Johnson. Damn. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, they, they're, they're making I those didn't even Boston think about Scott's that. still there. He just went way down my list. Miles Sanders, look, a lot of people had high hopes for Miles Sanders. I've been, I was hearing comparisons of Christian McCaffrey for Miles Sanders. I was hearing Miles Sanders is going to be a top five running back in the right NFL. Hold Miles Sanders, he hasn't done it. I know he can be explosive, but he didn't do it last year. He hasn't done it at all, really. This Philly offense, I'm not really sure where they're looking at right now. Uh, will it be improved from last year? Maybe, probably. You got Jalen Hurts who I'm actually pretty high on this year. Nope. You got Dallas Goddard who's going to take a step up. You got Devontae Smith. It's a lot of questionable Miles pieces. Sanders just dropped from 15 to 22. I forgot they got carry on and brought back Jordan Howard and drafted Kenneth Gainwell. And those guys Damn. might not even be much, but it's it's a clear signal. Miles Sanders, they're not happy with you. Look, if you, if you show up, then yeah, sure. But it's not a good look when... No, absolutely not. You scared me. Why don't you look back like that? But now, nah, I mean, yeah, Miles Sanders just went from 15 to 22 on my list that quick. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not high on Miles Sanders at all. Nope. Miles Sanders, I would draft him in the fourth round if he's there, maybe fifth, sixth. Fourth, fourth and sixth I'll, round, I'll yeah. I mean, if he's there in the fifth round, I feel like. You kind of have to. Yeah. Maybe even late fourth. But, I mean, I don't know. There's a few running backs I would take before him. But certainly not this next guy. I would probably take this next guy before him. Really? In a PPR, yeah. Uh, you're, that's, that's, I know, that's like it's so ugly because it, it's so ugly because he's a lion. I know. I, I'm high on a couple lions pass catchers this year, but they'll be touched on next week when we talk about receivers and our sleeper picks. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. I have DeAndre Swift ranked very low at. 24. Uh, let me see where I have him. I mean, I didn't have him very high either. I had him at 20. 
Okay, yeah. But it's still about Miles Sanders. DeAndre Swift, look, it's it sucks drafting a Lions running back. They have never been good. But Barry Sanders, but Okay. I mean you're going you're digging <laughs> Once deep. Once in a blue moon. You're digging deep. I mean they had Amir Abdullah and I don't even know who else. Anyways, Craig Carry on Johnson. Carry on. DeAndre Tom Swift. Carry on. It's his second year. You know, rookies, they don't usually do great the second year. They usually take a step forward. I'm not a huge fan of drafting running backs from the Lions. I'm not at all. This team has a lot of question marks. They don't have a real receiver. Um, I know, I know. You're going to say it, whatever. Well, I'll say it next. I'll, I'll save it for next week. I'm they, not even um, going to drop him. Jared Goff is the quarterback. It's not great. I think they're going to feed the ball to DeAndre Swift. I think he's going to get the touches. It's not a sexy pick at all. Nope. I'm not very happy about it. I don't think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. But if you're talking straight volume, I think it's got to be there. I know they brought in Jamal Williams, but I'm not that worried about Jamal Williams. I think he might steal a couple running plays, but he's not stealing your passing plays. I think DeAndre Swift is the pass catcher, and that's the most valuable points, especially in a PPR league. Like I said, I'm not very high on DeAndre Swift. This is that range. This is that Chris Carson range that you're not like. Yeah, this is that (laughs) perfect way to describe (laughs) that Chris Carson range. Like my plan is first three picks are running backs, and I don't want to touch any more until seven or eight where I'm just throwing darts at a wall. I'm looking at probably, depending on where I pick, I'm looking at, I'm probably looking at running back, receiver, receiver, or receiver, running back, running back. I'm doing running back, running back, running back, unless Travis Kelsey's there in a second. I was going to say, I was just about to say, if Kelsey's there in a second, I'll grab him. That's it, though. I'm not, I'm trying I'm trying my hardest not to take a wide receiver in the first three rounds. I'm really? trying my hardest. I'm telling you, if DeAndre Hopkins there in the second round, I'm going to grab him. I know. And if I, DeAndre I Hopkins that, is there in the second round. I'm trying my hardest not to do it. And, if, and I'll probably fold. And I'll probably <laughs> just start taking them. But I'm trying my hardest not to. No, I mean, I don't have much else, much to say about DeAndre Swift. You pretty much covered it. He's yeah. a Lions running back. That's why I have him so low. I see the, the potentials there. The upside's there. He's in, the, like Ryan said, he's in that Chris Carson range where it's like that ugly. Chris like, Carson, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Get out of my face range. That I'm not happy. That I'm completely – I'm starting to look in the receiver column, tight end column to see who's available. Yeah. But, now nah, I mean, moving on, I guess. I don't have much to say about Dre Swift, honestly. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I had Clydesdale ranked at 15. Me too. Well, my whole list changed because I added um, – I moved Miles Sanders down, so some numbers changed. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 15. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, I'll just start this off because I drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire last year. In the year. first round. I Clyde know. Edwards-Hilaire and Kenyon But, Drake. I mean, if you look at it, <laughs> he still had 1,100 yards last year as a rookie. Did he? Total. Tied us 1,100 total yards total. ever. But, I mean, he's still in an offense led by Pat Mahomes. He's still seeing touches on this Kansas City Chiefs offense, and I do like that. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yes, he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. I know that. And drafting him in the first round last year was absolutely crazy by me. <laughs> I said it. I, I had the number five pick. I wasn't happy with it. I said, let me just send it. Yeah, why not? But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think he's a great value pick at where he's at right now. He's going mid-third. I'm taking him in the third. Absolutely. absolutely. If he can be yeah. my running back three, I'm extremely happy with it, especially in the PPR league. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's going to get 15, 18 touches, 15, 20 touches a game. On a Kansas City offense, yeah, give me that. The way I play fantasy, that. if I can get my running back one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the third round, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it. 
He's in that Chiefs pass first, not run heavy offense. He'll get his fair share of screen passes. He'll get his shotgun, pistol handoffs. He produces pretty good in that offense. I feel like he's not – I don't know who their backup running back is, but Kyle Rattler is not getting the ball inside of five. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going. It's – um, what's his face? Williams. Mm-hmm. Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. That's that's their guy. Daryl Williams is a grown man. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's a big boy. That steers me away from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a little bit, but, I mean, he produces in the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense is his best in the top of the league. Clyde so. Edwards is going to get you yards and catches. Yeah. I mean, four catches a game, that's pretty easy. That's yeah. Four points. Yeah. Just off of that, but moving on to the Chris Carson range. Chris Carson. <laughs> Yeah, I think Chris Carson's going to be drafted around the Chris Seven, Carson range, and I don't really want him. I have him, him at 17. Where do I have him? Uh, 16. Okay, so we have them both right there. Chris Carson's a guy who's the who's not even the first running option on a team. What? Russell Wilson. Huh? They have Russell Wilson. Running like, option? You said he's not even the first running option. Yeah. Chris Carson is definitely the first. What are you talking about? They give the ball to Russell Wilson. Give Russell Wilson a quarterback <laughs> draw option. Absolutely not. No, nah, but Chris Carson, with. he's kind of an afterthought in that offense now, especially. I remember we, when I took that man in, like, the 15th round, and I was like, yeah, this is my sleeper. Yeah, and you <laughs> sent him to the waivers. <laughs> and then the year after that, he was, like, good. DK, Tyler Lockett, they got 2-2 out well in the draft. Russell Wilson. Offensive line is still not very good. They traded for Gabe Jackson. Sure, that's a slight upgrade, but their offensive line is old for the most part and can't stay healthy. The whole left side of their offensive line is combined probably like 80 years old. Mike Upati and Dwayne Brown. Bunch yeah. of old guys. I mean, I don't like Chris Carson for fantasy. I've been seeing workout videos and pictures, and he's a tank now, but it's not saying much for me. Chris Carson, he's, he's the Chris Carson range. He's that... I'm loaded on receivers. I need a running back, so I guess I have to take him because he's the best running back available. The only like Chris Carson, he could potentially be a value pick type of deal because I think he left a lot of ugly taste in people's mouth. Just because, I mean, Chris Carson, what? I'm not talking. I just realized I, I, this guy wasn't on either of our lists. This guy who I'm thinking of. Is he good? Kinda. Oh boy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> kind of. Uh, Chris There's- Carson. <laughs> Look, he gets injured from time to time. Um, Chris Carson, he could be a value pick. I would think about it mid to late fourth. I would think about it. I'm, yeah, I'm stuck on another guy who's going to be in the Chris Carson range. Two guys in the Chris Carson range. Who's the person we forgot? Just just name it. Let's just skip Chris Carson. Both Jacksonville's running backs. Oh, I'm not very high on James Robinson and Etienne. Yeah, I'm not. I'm really? Not. I mean, they're there. They're both in the Chris Carson range. Absolutely not. Those guys are like 7-8 range. Really? Really. No shot. If James Robinson's there in the fifth round, oh God, did you take grab. You, t- you take James Robinson. If James Robinson is in the fifth round, I'll grab You do that. 100%. I hope you, I hope you do that. He carried me last year. I Listen, I don't care, but they're going to split everything with Travis Etienne and James Robinson, and I don't want any part of it, especially <laughs> on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm good. <laughs> you want zero part of anything Jacksonville right now? No. Because you also got Carlos Hot. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you got me worried at first that I forgot somebody good, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Saquon Barkley. 
my running back one in the entire NFL. I have Saquon Barkley ranked at four. Saquon Barkley is not the number one running back in the entire NFL. Best running back in the league. I have Saquon Barkley ranked at four in fantasy. I think Nick Chubb's better than him. I think Saquon's going to come back this year off that ACL injury, and I think he's going to light it up. The Giants' offensive line developed as the year went on. I think they had three, five, back-to-back-to-back consecutive rushing, 100-yard rushing games with Alfred Morris and Wayne Gallman as their running backs. Yeah. That's solid. Saquon, I I hope to God Saquon comes back from this knee injury, like, pick up where he left off i hope he does i'm very very high i'm a big fan of saquon barkley hopefully he comes back i think the giants have the potential to be very good saquon barkley is going to be a big part of this offense this year i have him ranked at four if i have if he's there i would consider taking him at three no maybe (laughs) i would consider him at three i'm taking him at three and beyond Oh, yeah, I think we're right in the middle. Long time no see. But, yeah, Saquon, last year he left. <laughs> Probably just wait. I yeah, Might as well leave it Intermission. Just let the train, you know. But Saquon, he left a lot of, you know, people weren't very happy with him last year for obvious reasons. Um, you know, he tore his ACL. But he's going to bounce back. Hopefully he comes back, you know, just as good as ever. Saquon, you know, one thing to keep in mind, he has the best set of weapons that he's ever had around him, ever. You know what I mean? Saquon, these are the best weapons. Um, yeah. And hopefully this offense, you know, takes that step forward, and hopefully they do really well. That's really all I have to say on them. I'm taking them mid first, though. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree I, with I that. Probably four. I would take them four. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Because, I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook and then Alvin Kamara, or even the Derrick Henry there, maybe. I'm probably taking Saquon over Henry. Me too. I took him at, um, what did I pick him at? I took him at three last year. Yeah. Because it was Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, and Saquon fell right into my lap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, nah, I mean, I'm I'm very high on Saquon Barkley. I've always been. I hope he comes back healthy and picks up where he left off for this knee injury. The Giants' offensive line actually showed flashes at the end of the year. That's why I'm pulling for Saquon, and I'm very high on him this year. Yeah. You want to touch on the next guy? Cam Akers running back the, the Los Angeles Rams this one I had him at 14 I had him at 11 you're a little bit higher on him than I am a tiny little bit I mean the guys I had around him I mean that's about fair yeah I mean the guys I had around Cam him. Akers he has the potential to be a top five running back in the league it's just a matter of what the Rams kind of decide to do they have a lot of moving pieces they just brought in a new quarterback in Matt Stafford look if Cam Akers gets the touches if he gets 18 touches a game or whatever Top 10, probably. Yeah. It's just a matter of you got Robert Woods, you got Cooper Cup, you got Tyler Higby, you got Daryl Henderson, who might even fight for some touches. If Daryl yeah. Henderson isn't part of the equation, I'm pretty high. On, I'm kind of high on Cam Akers just because of his upside. I would take Cam Akers mid-second, probably. I was about to say I would take him mid-second, late-second. If he's there in a the third, you have to. Yeah. But, I mean, we're, I'm about the same for Cam Akers. You pretty much touched on I don't know where he kind of falls into this new offense. I mean, if Sean McVay wants to use him how they use Todd Gurley, and if he ends up doing that, I think you're getting a stud. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Todd Gurley had an amazing running back year. He was getting talked about low-key in the MVP conversation. He was Offensive Player of the Year rushing title. 
I'm kind of banking on. I'm a little bit high. I'm high on Cam Akers just because what we saw Sean McVay do with Ty Gurley. So I mean, with Cam Akers, you're you're drafting based on expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, mid second, early third round. I mean, I think that's a steal. Yeah, I would take him there, hundred percent. Me too. I mean, Cam Akers. If Cam Akers could be my RB three, I would be very. If Cam Akers is my running back too, I wouldn't be upset either. No, me neither. Yeah. And um, speaking of guys with very high expectations, Jonathan Taylor. Yes. John Taylor has extremely high expectations. I have him at six. Seven. Okay. I had... Did we, we already talk? I had Nick Chubb at seven. My list all changed because I added and moved some guys around. So if I repeat numbers, sorry. I've been changing my list, and I moved Miles Sanders down. Yeah. Kareem Hunt got moved up. I yeah, mean, I mean, Jonathan Taylor last year, he was pretty good. He was a rookie. He struggled in games where they were down. Obviously, you know, you had Naeem Hines, who you start losing, you're going to pass the ball. But I think the Colts' offensive game plan this year is to run the football with Jonathan Taylor. The defense was pretty good last year. They got Carson Wentz. I think that's probably a little bit of an upgrade around Phillip Rivers. They have Quinn Nelson alone. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor. They have a top-five offensive line. I think the game plan is feed him the ball. And run the ball, play defense, win football games. I think that's the plan. Because the receiving room is terrible. Michael Pimmons all right. T.Y. Hmm. Hillen's all right. T.Y. Hillen regressed in front of our eyes last year. T.Y. Hillen is the best receiver in the league when he's playing against Houston. Granted, that's not saying much, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. But, nah, I mean, who are we talking about? Talking about Jonathan Taylor. The Colts, like I said, they're in a weird spot for me just because they don't have a left tackle. Eric Fisher's not set to come back till October. So I don't know really what they're going to do there. That's not really concerning to me. I agree with you with this on the offense. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be run first. I think we could see him have – I think we could see the Colts start, like, run a Titans-based offense revolved around the running back, yeah. set up play-action passes with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz can be mobile out of the pocket if he needs to. Philip Rivers wasn't doing that. Philip, I'm as fast as Philip Rivers, and I will say like. And Philip Rivers doesn't want to run the ball; he wants to throw the ball. Yeah, so no. Philip Rivers is. It's, but nah, I mean, Carson Wentz is back with Frank Wright. Carson Wentz was the MVP of the league. No, he wasn't, because Tom Brady won that year. But <laughs> Carson Wentz had an MVP type year with Frank Reich. I don't know. The Colts are a weird team for me. I'm not going to bet on the Colts to go be good, but I'm not going to bank on them to be terrible either i would draft jonathan taylor late first round um i'm taking him around eight yeah i would late first round maybe top of the second if he's there top i'm definitely taking him there i mean i'm not thinking twice about it but yeah i mean late first early second for me i just don't know about the colts this year they're they're another iffy team for me that's fair they're about where I was at with the Saints last year. Like I don't know how good they're gonna be, but like they're not. They're not gonna be terrible, but they're not gonna be amazing either. Yeah, that's fair. You don't like this next guy. No. Damian Harris. I'll just do my little spiel and just let you talk. Okay. Damian Harris. Yeah, he's very boring to me. Yes, I know he's a starting running back, but I actually have him not even in my top twenty-six. I'm not very excited about Damian Harris. 25. If you want Damian Harris and if you want a starting running back for the Patriots, go ahead and have him. He's not going to score touchdowns with Cam Newton being a starter. Cam Newton's going to take all of his red zone touchdowns because that's what Cam Newton does. All he does is run the ball in the end zone because he can't throw it. Um, Damian Harris killed it last year. Um, and no, no, let me 
keep going. You also got James White who's going to catch all the passes. Damian Harris is not going to score touchdowns. He'll probably have, you know, 70 rushing yards a game, which is only seven points, and that's it. And that's it. That's, that's really all I have to say. Um, Damian Harris, he's a guy. Here, now, here's a guy. <laughs> here's where, a guy. Oh, my God. Damian Harris. Oh, and Sony Michelle's going to get touches. Sony Michelle's going to get cut. Sony Michelle's not going to make the roster. We'll see. You guys use seven running backs, so. Uh, you think I like that? Do you think I like the fact that we carry eight running backs? I don't backs care. On I'm just saying Damian Harris is not high on my draft board. Damian Harris is a top five running back. I'm not, he's not high on my draft board. You <laughs> say he's a top five running top back. Top 25, sorry. Okay. Damian Harris is <laughs> not high on my draft board. If I'm taking Damian Harris, I'm grabbing him in one of the final rounds before I go Okay, you're not getting defense. him down there. You're getting him like nine. Eight. Nine? Eight, nine, yes. Get the f- out of here. Who are no you drafting? Who? But. <laughs> it's still a, it's still a starting running back. Yeah, I'm a, I, yeah. If Damian Harris is there in the thirteenth round, I think I'll take him. Absolutely, yeah. Wait, that's what you're saying. That's where I'm banking on getting him at. Yeah, okay. I'm banking on getting him outside of the top ten rounds. His ADP is ten. Okay, so I'm getting him in eleven. <laughs> Enough said. Damian Harris will be fine. The Patriots' offense running backs always succeed. <laughs> what? Enough said. Next guy, your boy. Chase Edmonds said he's ready to run through a wall. Chase Edmonds, I have Chase Edmonds nineteen. Where did I? That's that's very high on Chase Edmonds. I have him twenty five. Chase Edmonds, he's a guy where you know he's going around the seventh round. I'm taking a shot on him in seven or eighth round, probably late seven, early eight round. Just taking a shot on him. I know James Conner's going to be in there, and he's probably going to steal the workload. But we saw when Chase Edmonds is the focal running back. He can put up numbers. I mean, yeah, I've he did good it. when Kenyon Drake was so, out this year. Granted, Kenyon Drake sucked, but... Chase Edmonds, the only problem is, like, he's about 5'9". Are we sure he can be a three-down running back in the league? Are we sure he can be a goal-line guy? I think James Conner will be the goal-line guy. James Conner's going to steal a lot of his, you know, spotlight. Chase Edmonds, you know, got him around 25. Uh, if I can get Chase Edmonds, he's down in the same range as, like, Mike Davis, where I have him. Like, if I can get them guys in, like, the fifth, sixth seventh round like i'll be very happy yeah i mean for me it's the first three rounds are gonna be running backs next three are probably gonna be receivers and then uh around seven is when i'm going to take another running back so chase edmonds mike davis if one of them guys there in the seventh then i'll do it yeah pretty much says yeah. it all for me i'm yeah. very high on both of those guys. i'm higher i'm high on mike davis this year but i said that earlier though upside wise it's Chase Edmonds, but oh, safe-wise, yeah. it's Mike Davis. Safe-wise, Mike Davis. My number 12th-ranked guy, Antonio Gibson. I think I'm at, I had him around there. 13. Okay, I mean, both our guys, for the most part, right? Antonio Gibson. Now, here's a guy who killed it in Washington last year. He's a three-down running back. He produced in the offense behind a god-awful offensive line. He and was a horrible offense in general. He was who was offensive rookie. He was top three for offensive rookie of the year last year, and he missed some games. He had turf toe injury. I picked him up off the waivers one week, and he was my running back two one for the rest of the season. Granted, my running backs were terrible, but I had him and James Robinson off the waivers, and they're my star running backs. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty high on Antonio Gibson. I think Washington's gonna be good this year, so I mean that's why I'm so high on him. I'm high on the whole football team in general, but. Antonio Gibson, I think, will be good. Yeah, They I mean, improved on the offensive line. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who 
if he's not playing good, you hand the ball off. The only so, thing that worries me is he has pretty bad turf toe. Yeah. That's still happening. I think, I think it was like week 13, he had turf toe. Yeah. Still I happening. had, um, <laughs> the thing is, passing downs, J.D. McKissick might get some love on the passing downs because he did in the playoffs. He played good. Them games, Antonio Gibson was out. McKissick will be in enough to make you mad. Yeah. Similar to works. like a Kareem Hunt situation or a Chase Edmonds situation. Yeah. Where we have them and then these other guys are getting love and it's like, damn. Like, it's a Josh Jacobs Put them in. Situation. Yeah, exactly. Josh Jacobs situation. Perfectly. Perfect way to describe it. Antonio Gibson. I'm taking Antonio Gibson mid-second, early third. Yeah. That's about where I have him That's at. where we have a lot of these guys. That's where we're throwing like the Joe Mixon and uh, Joe Austin Mixon, Eckler. Joe Mixon, Gibson, Austin Eckler, Dobbins, Cam Akers. Yeah. Michael Thomas, but we'll touch on receivers next week. But there's some guys that'll be there. Like, the middle second round will be tough because you have a decent pool of players to choose from. Yeah. And then the late second is, like, Dobbins, Eckler. I'd say, like, early second is the hardest where to pick. Yeah, it's because you got – because you'll have – Most likely you'll be reaching on guys that you want in the late second type of deal. Yeah. It's – I mean, you'll have – early second round you'll have the – them – Receiver stragglers, you'll have the. That's where you'll have the receivers. Kelsey's yeah. and the Hopkins and the DK Metcalfs and the uh, Keenan Allen's, even. Like the guys who you don't want, who it's too early to take, but who won't be there coming back around. So you have to just grab who you want. I would take Kelsey in the second and be. Yeah, me static. too. Yeah. Absolutely. Travis Kelsey's good, but I mean, we'll save that for our tight end defense video yep. podcast. Yep. But moving on. Again, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Where do I have Derrick Henry? I had him at number six. I have him at five. A lot of the things with Derrick Henry is, you know, he don't catch passes, and that's a huge, huge blocker for me. Derrick Henry is going to put up a ton of rushing yards. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. I know. I get it. But I still have him at six. You know what I mean? He's not going to catch as many passes as my top, you know, five guys. And in the PPR league, that's, that's what holds him back. But if you're in a standard league – yeah, yeah, you can take him at number three. You can take him. You, honestly, you can take if you're in a standard league, you can take, take him at number one. Might be a little bit stretched, but yes. I mean, essentially, yeah. Because that's what Derrick Henry is. I've heard, they say this every year, that he's supposed to get more involved in the passing game. I'll believe it when I see it. They have one of my favorite players, Darrington Evans, as the backup <laughs> running back, who's going to be catching passes for them. If you're listening to this, come on the podcast. We'd love to have you. You're a good. I just followed you on Twitter. I got your rookie football card. You're a good guy. You're a great guy. Stuck <laughs> up for us when Devin Bush was just being a bum. He's sorry. Only good thing he ever did was scrape Michigan State's logo up with his cleats, and that was fire. It's a very badass of him to do, but that's it. He's a bum. His Twitter <laughs> is corny. But, um, yeah, I don't much to say about Derrick Henry. You, like you always say you touch on it all. He doesn't catch passes. That's kind of scary a little bit. I would take Derrick Henry four, five, mid-first. Yep. If he can get to me at... If I have the eighth pick and Derrick Henry's there, I'll be jumping for joy. Oh. I'll sure. run up to the sticker board. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Miles um, Gaskin is our next guy on this list. I have Miles Gaskin at 20. Uh, where do I have Miles Gaskin? 21. They have two as a starting quarterback. Two as a major question mark for me. We'll touch on him more next week when we talk about receivers. If Tua's playing bad, they'll hand the ball to Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin was good when he was in. If Tua sucks, they have Jacoby Brissett as the backup. Hand the ball off. I mean, if Tua ends up being good in their offense, as explosive as it is, they're gonna. Miles Gaskin's gonna get the garbage touches. 
Miles Gaskin, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball. He was a stud last year before he got injured. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, Miles Gaskin, all. I mean, he had a seven more touches in the league yeah. last year. He's going to get the ball. The volume's there. Talent, I don't know if I really saw it a lot. He's another guy in the Chris there. Carson range. I've been seeing he's in, he's in the Chris Carson. I'm taking range. Chris Carson over him. Not really close. Really? Yeah. Nah, we're not even close. Gaskin. For real? Yeah. Absolutely I don't like no Chris way. Carson in fantasy. I would go Chris Carson over Gaskin. Anyways, Miles Gaskin is not a very excited pick for me. Mm-mm. I'm not you know running up to the board to go get Miles <laughs> Gaskin. I'm probably not drafting Miles Gaskin in general. Just because I don't see how he can help my team that much. I plan on going running back heavy early, so I don't really see me ever starting a guy like Miles Gaskin. That's how I feel. If you're sitting there in the seventh round, I'll take you. But you won't be, so it doesn't He'll be gone in the fourth, fifth. I think he's going end of the fifth right now. So No, that's fair. I didn't even have your boy on my list. Wow. Very disrespectful. Wasn't even on my list. Michael Carter. He made an honorable mention. You know, we did 25. I ended up doing 26 because why not? Michael Carter is a sleeper. I thought uh, you were going to say sorry, bum. No. <laughs> He's a sleeper. S- That's fair. I mean, I, I genuinely think Michael Carter could end up being a starting running back for the Jets on an offense that could be okay. Yeah. You know, I've heard Elijah Moore has been showing off. You just drafted a new quarterback. Michael, Michael Carter. Michael He's not making any noise in the running back competition. I'm not worried about I'm Michael. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Michael Carter, I mean, Tevin Coleman's there. If Michael Carter doesn't start, and I'm not looking, I'm not drafting him. No. But if Michael Carter, you know, ends up potentially, like, if they say that, if he splits the carries week one, I would be happy with that. And yeah. I would still hope that eventually Michael Carter ends up taking a job, which I think he can. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You didn't draft him for no reason. But they take him in the third, fourth round. I think third. It was a good value pick. They had, yeah. Jets had a solid draft. I mean, Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Mike. What's his name? What the hell's his name? Michael Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had a solid draft. Michael Carter's now in my top twenty-five. It's definitely. I mean, you're sitting there at the range. I don't think the Jets are going to be that good this year. If I can get him later down the board, say like, like eight, maybe. Where is he? Yeah, like, is he higher than eight? He's the end of the ninth. If he's like exactly, if he's there in like the tenth round, sure I'll grab him for yeah for, I agree for an upside potential pick like a running back one in the end of the ten like that's nine, what he round. is. I mean he's a if he doesn't work out you throw him away and it's fine, but if he does work out it's a steal. He's a sleeper for me. I just kind of had him as an honorable mention type of deal. Just wanted to talk him talk about him, throw his name out there, and you know that's yeah, that's really it I didn't me. have him on my list, but um your boy Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. I had Zeke at eight. I had Zeke a little bit higher than that, actually. We're not at Zeke. Um, I had Zeke at five. Oh, I like Zeke. I like Ezekiel Elliott a lot. He's one of those running backs that'll run through you, hurdle you, make you look dumb, embarrass you. Very high on Zeke. He produces in the Cowboys' offense again. Mike McCarthy is a bum, and running backs never do good under Mike McCarthy. So that's what steered me away from Zeke a little bit. But I mean. I think last year was a fluke year for Zeke. I really just think he was trying to do too much with a with a Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert and Andy Dawns in the game with a injured offensive line. I think he was just trying to make as many plays as he could by himself, and that was resulting in him fumbling the ball, him not playing as good. Because 
you see, I, I, I said this before with, when we talked about Dak and the whole injury. You're Ezekiel Elliott. You have backup quarterbacks in the game. You're the running back. The offense is going to run through you. When yeah. Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci's your, and Garrett Gilbert's your quarterbacks, Omari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and all the receivers, they're taking a back seat because they're not going to be getting as much love than they're getting with their starting quarterback. So Ezekiel Elliott, he's in there. He's getting a lot of touches behind a terrible offensive line, just trying to make plays happen the best he could, and that resulted in him having an off year. So I think, I mean, if we get a, if we get Zeke back and Dak Prescott stays healthy, we're looking at – thousand yard rusher Ezekiel we're looking at Zeke feed Zeke yeah I mean even last year with everything that happened he was still a RB1 which means top 12 running back Ezekiel Elliott was still there Ezekiel Elliott he's going to be fine the offensive line's coming back Dak Prescott's coming back I'm not worried I'm taking Zeke mid first and I'm not yeah. I mean I'm happy with it I'm 100% confident in Zeke bouncing back I'm like that I it's really that simple that. I'm and that's really all I have to say. Yeah, I agree. And then the, for the last guy, um, I'll let you take this one to start. Yeah, I mean, we got David Montgomery. I had Another actually, guy in the Chris Carson range. I I had Chris Carson ranked higher than him, but I would probably, thinking about now, I'd probably rather have David Montgomery. My final list, I have Carson 17, Montgomery 18. Yeah, I mean, David Montgomery, he's being a little bit disrespected. Because over the final two months, he had eight touchdowns. He was a pretty good running back. The problem with me is the Tariq Cohen's back. They just signed Damian Williams. Why is that? They're pass catchers. Yeah. So that's a little bit alarming. But David Montgomery, I'm still fine with him being an RB2 for my team. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Um, where is he going right now? Let me take a look. Chris Carson range. <sighs> Isn't that where he's going? Yeah. It's like him, Chris Carson... James Robinson, like autos. Like, Please stop mentioning James Robinson. He sucks. You're tripping. David Montgomery's going into mid fourth. I would happily take him there, and I'm taking him there. I'll take him in the third. I don't care. I'll take him. Is there the earliest I would take him as the like fifth? I'll take him in the fifth if he's there. We'll see he probably won't David be, Montgomery in every draft that I'm with you. Yeah, you can have him. I'm not high on Dave Montgomery. I don't think the Bears are going to be very good until they name Justin Fields a starter, and I think uh, either way. Uh, he'll get started. They're going to be an aired-out offense. They're going to be throwing the ball Allen Robertson. Allen Robertson, Darnell Mooney. They bought the pass catch and running What makes you soon. think Matt Nagy's going to air the ball out? He's going to have to. <laughs> no. Yep. Enough said. I don't have much to say. The Bears suck. Nope. But the Bears are fan favorites. We have a lot of Bears fans. We do have a lot of Bears fans. A lot of Bears fans comment on our videos, show us love on YouTube. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for showing love and actually um, listening to what we have to say. Yep. Appreciate it. um, But I don't have much else to say to you. I'm all good. I think it's going to wrap this one up. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Be sure to check out this week's exclusive segment on YouTube. We did our My Guys episode, went through, did about three guys each, talked about guys who we're targeting in every single one of our drafts. Be sure to check that out. We'll be back next week. We did one exclusive segment this week, failed to mention that, just one this week. We're doing every other week we're doing two now because we're going to be doing fantasy mock drafts every other week. Keep showing us love. You guys have been killing it with the support. Don't forget, Fantasy League. Yep, be sure to check that out. Accepting submissions until Friday, Friday the sixteenth. Yep. We'll randomly selecting over the weekend. Out to the winners over the weekend by Monday. Everyone the will know by Monday. Yep. Yes, you'll if you get randomly selected, you'll be in by Monday. Keep showing us love. Thank you guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep. See you. Peace.